I'm Chris Turner, and this is the Empowered Parent Podcast. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me again are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Hello, Chris. We get a question quite often online, in person, via email, about sassy talk. Yes. What do we do when our kids are talking back to us, being very smart-alecky and not in a fun way? I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> and, we've, and, we've, well, and we've tried, you know, what we're trying to, you know, to implement TBRI principles and be connecting and loving, and it's just still going on. So how can we help our parents with this particular? Well, if you let me tell you what, what I usually do before you invoke the, uh, the four letters TBRI, we could have had the shortest episode ever. So I'd say, go ask your mother. <laughs> Even when she's not here. <laughs> no, that's just a joke. Oh my goodness. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's sometimes a joke. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the most frustrating thing mm. when you're parenting and you've got either the back talk or just being sassy or just, I don't know, just that tone of voice that kids get sometimes, <laughs> you know, when it's clear they don't want to listen to you and it doesn't matter what you say, they're not going to listen to you. Mm -hmm. I think it's the most frustrating, one of the most frustrating things you have to deal with. Well, because it, it locks you into the power struggle right away. Right. Yeah. Right, and because I'm thinking about um, with our youngest, how that that goes uh, sometimes, um, frequently. Let me edit myself on the fly there. How it frequently goes with her, because when we when we get into these things, because usually a lot of the sassy talk from her is um, surround surrounds you not letting her do something she wants to do, mm. you not letting her have something she wants to have. Example tonight, um, Kayla had. Um, was doing a support group up at the church, leading that. And so I made dinner and um, I kind of mistimed it. And so it took a little bit longer um, than I thought it was going to take. And mm. I also started later than I should have because I thought it was going to be shorter. So those two things compounded and we only ended up eating after eight o'clock. And so, um, d you know, bedtime's 8.30. <laughs> and so we're only done with dinner at 8.30. And so we have to do the whole fire drill. At least they're in their pajamas. And my youngest says to me, uh, can I have a cupcake? And I said to her, not thinking yes sandwich, thinking we got to get this this plane landed. I said to her, no, baby, you can't have a cupcake now. Why not? And I said, um, because it's past your bedtime already, baby. We got to get ready for bed. I want a cupcake now. Just exactly like that back at me. And um, and I had. Uh, engaged in a conversation today about this with some other people so um i felt like i could like go back to a you know, pretty recent memory and mm. recall kind of how to do this and so i stayed calm and i said to her who's the boss baby in you know, the cindy lee book um i forget what the name of the book is where they talk <laughs> about who's the boss um and and she says i am the boss and i said well if that's true why are you um why are you um, asking my permission if you're the boss? And that kind of like knocked her back a little bit. And she <laughs> goes, 
I'm the boss. And I'm like, you're not even bo- the boss of, and I mentioned something small and silly. Um, and she started laughing. And so um, that was kind of an easy one tonight to disarm her a little bit was to engage her at a humorous level before she got too deep. And I think that was the key tonight before she got her, her, her lid was vibrating. It hadn't quite flipped all the way yet. So for me, um, if we're kind of like, you know, name, name the tips on how to deal with sassy, uh, talk. Um, one of the first things that comes to mind for me is to try to engage it before it gets out of hand. Now I, everybody who's listening to this is going, that's not always possible. Yes, I know that's not always possible. But when it is possible, I think that, and I think one of the mistakes I make is I don't disengage the thing I'm doing to fully engage that. Right. Right. But I did tonight. I stopped what I was doing and engaged her fully. And I think that really helped because a lot of time I'm like, well, no, just stop. I'm busy doing this. I can't deal with that right now. Come back. And then her frustration grows and we end up having this bigger than necessary moment. And I was a contributing factor to that in a very big way. Right. Yeah. I, um, I find often that the sassy, if I don't catch it low, then it turns into not just a little bit sassy, but a lot sassy and very disrespectful. And right. then it triggers me. Mm-hmm. So if I can catch it the first time, and I think that is really the key too, is is that oftentimes the sassy starts off real low key. Mm. And then we don't stop what we're doing to address it. We kind of ignore it or pretend it didn't happen or just kind of keep going. Mm. And when we do that, then they crank up the sassy to a little, a little more. A little more to the um, more annoying attitude. level. Yes, <laughs> and sometimes I think the sassy is just um, tweens and teens. I think that's just um, like a rite of passage or something mm-hmm. that they think that oh, I get to start being sassy now that I that I'm a teenager. That's what teenagers do, and so I playfully engage with my teenagers a lot. And I'll be like, "Whoa, you want to try that again with respect?" And I give them a kind of a silly grin, and they're like. Yes, and they go back and they try it again. So we we do incorporate redos in there. But I would say one thing you have to really be careful of is that you're chasing the why behind the disrespect. Are Mm -hmm. they? Is it just an occasional thing or is it a constant thing? Is it a constant, I'm going to speak like this to you because I think that is the way I get to speak to you? Um, And I think we also had to look at Oftentimes we would model this kind of sassy, disrespectful, just by the way we spoke to our kids. Mm -hmm. And so kind of like I used to model whining for my children because they would whine and I would whine back at them to stop. (laughs) I think sometimes we do that with sassy with our kids. And it's funny how it sounds funny coming out of our mouth and we think it's cute and silly, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't sound so cute coming out of an eight-year-old's mouth, you know? And so I think we need to watch the way we're speaking to our kids and making sure we're not modeling that for them, whether we're speaking to them or whether we're speaking in front of them in a certain way, um, making sure we're not modeling it and also making sure that we are staying really connected with our kids so that we know what's triggering these sassy moments. I think one of the things that I forget and I think I've gotten better over the years with this is that kids don't get sarcasm. Yeah. Right. They're very literal people. Mm. And so when, 
and that was part of the modeling the sassiness is we would respond sarcastically because we thought it was funny and they were like oh my gosh this is how you speak to people no they didn't they didn't speak sarcastically they just spoke sassy yeah and so i think that's one of the things that, that for us you know if we're counting tips again tip number two <laughs> is remember children are literal yeah uh, nuance in humor, sarcasm is lost on them for the most part. And even though you just think you're trying to be funny, they don't, um, they don't get that. And it's not just that we model the sassiness to them. Um, Kayla and I would, you know, kind of be little smart mouth with, with each other and playfully. Like we both get that it's being playful and mm. the kids are like, Oh, so that's how you speak to mom. Mm. Oh, that's how you speak to dad. And then we'd kind of, we'd be modeling that. And you know, here's the bad news. Um, if you want that behavior to change, you can either quit modeling it for them or you can find some sort of magic pull that helps them understand nuance and humor. <laughs> but what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to, um, you're probably just going to have to quit modeling <laughs> the behavior. You're just going to have to quit doing it. Like, um, yeah. So um, I don't know if it comes across on the podcast, but I'm a very sarcastic person. I know the two of you know that about yes. me. And, uh, I don't remember exactly what he said, but I do remember that my teenager a few months ago, just, he had a perfectly sarcastic comment. It was, it was perfect timing. It was perfectly delivered. It, 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 the one you were hand, proud? I was. I was very strangely proud because on the one hand I'm thinking, yeah, that wasn't okay for you to say, but gosh, you did it so well. <laughs> well, I don't applaud what you said. I really admire the way you said it. Right. Your execution was beautiful. Flawless, flawless execution. So. Oh, that's funny. No, but I think it quickly does turn into disrespectfulness, yeah. right? Mm. You know, I think um, one of ours has gotten this um, idea that if I just say, no, I'm not going to do it, you know, <laughs> that they won't have to do it, right? <laughs> Um, now, thankfully, this particular child is really easy to get to do a redo most mm. of the time. And so, um, but like our little one has got that, I'm the boss. And she she will tell you, I'm the boss. We're going to do it my way. I don't want to do that. And she will get in this really, um, it, it goes beyond just being sassy and back talking mm. to just downright I'm going to do things my way. And Ryan usually can disengage her with being silly. And what I usually find works with me is really chasing the why is this happening, right? So she hates to listen to audiobooks. It's mm. the weirdest thing. We're in the car and we're listening to an audiobook. And it's one of the kids, they're reading assignment. And so we're going to listen to it on the way home. And she begins throwing this crazy fit, like kicking and screaming. And I hate this book. I don't want to listen to it. You can't make me listen to it. Right. So we've gone past the, I don't want to listen to this book. And this book is dumb, you know, and we've gotten to this all out fit. Mm. And so I, pulled the car over. We were in a parking lot. We hadn't even gotten out of the parking lot when she started freaking out. And so I pulled the car over. I got her out of the car and we sat on the, on this, just on the little curb. And what I got was she really was looking forward to listening to music in the car, but her little voice didn't know how to say that. And so it came across as disrespectful, rude, and then all out just throwing a fit. Mm. And so, but by just 
talking to her, I was then able to say, I mean, it took a while because she was kicking and screaming and going a little berserk. I'm sure people were like, what is that lady doing with that kid in the parking lot? I know they were. I'm sure they were. And, but I just kept saying to her, baby, what do you need? Tell mommy what you need. I will listen to your words. I just need words. Mm -hmm. And that goes beyond our topic of sassy words, but that's where it goes if we don't catch it low, right? right? If we don't catch it early, it can get to this really escalated fit throwing. And so for her, just getting her back in her downstairs brain, I mean, in her upstairs brain, out of her downstairs brain Mm -hmm. and being able to ask her questions and get to the point of what does she need? But we can't, not all kids are able to even tell us what they need. So sometimes we have to figure out, like I knew she was really tired too, because we ended up, what happened, what ended up happening was I gave her a pair of headphones and she listened to music on one of the other kids' devices in the car. She just listened to music. I didn't care if she listened to the audiobook or not. We were just listening to it in the car. Mm. And she was asleep in about two minutes mm. because she was tired. And I knew she was tired, which is why I knew we needed to stop and regroup. But I think sometimes the sassy comes out of, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah. All of those I'm things, right? Yeah. Disappointed. Yep. Yep. But I think one of the things that we need to uh, remember, and I know I need to remember this, is, you know, I love that you said, I really got to chase the need behind the behavior. Because sometimes, um, let's be honest, a lot of the time, we want to head the behavior off at the pass. Mm -hmm. And so we don't chase the need. And what, you know, somebody recently imparted this wisdom to me. If kids say words you don't want them saying, like, stupid... Don't make it about the fact that your kid said stupid. Make it about the fact that you have to realize in that moment that your child is frustrated, but they don't have the tools and they don't know how to appropriately express that. So you have to coach your children through that moment. And it really changes your how you approach the moment. Because if I approach it as somebody who wants the behavior to stop, mm-hmm. then I'm a certain person. But if I approach that as somebody who wants my child to be to help my child understand how to express what they're feeling that changes my my uh, posture towards my child Mm -hmm. that changes how i choose to interact with my child that um, allows me and and this really does allow me to stay emotionally disengaged by that i mean don't mean not to care about their emotions but mine don't get overheated because i have a better understanding about what the moment's about because what i didn't understand for a long time is if when i want them to stop saying this is stupid and I focus on what they said. I'm trying. I'm treating the the symptom, not the cause. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, well, why would you say that? Yeah. Instead of don't you say know that. you don't allowed to say that right. and all that kind of stuff, right? But what I didn't realize is when you when you try to you know crush the rebellion because a lot of parents kind of have that approach to their children who's going to crush this rebellion. What you're doing is you're taking away that that precious thing that they don't have that precious thing that you want them to have and that precious thing that will help them heal and feel more connected, and that is their voice. When you have told them, because this is what I truly believe, when I tell my child, don't say stupid, when they say this is stupid, what I have told them is your thoughts, words, and feelings don't matter. Mm -hmm. Compliance matters. And I don't believe that in any way, shape, or form that's a building block to a healthy relationship with the children. Yeah, for sure. Because we don't want to shut our kids down. Yeah. Um, 
in a way, we're thankful that they have a voice Mm -hmm. and that they feel like they can use that voice instead of just stuffing it. But we have to direct it to a good voice. We have to direct it to the words that we want them to use. And so sometimes if we catch it low, we can get a redo and it's move on, Mm -hmm. right? It's just simple. And sometimes we think we've caught it low when in fact they've been simmering all day. Right. And this is just the first outward manifestation of that simmering, Mm -hmm. right? And so you try and get a redo and they freak out and they go, you know, even more ballistic. Even yeah, they yeah. they go more sassy and more, you know, disrespectful. And so we have to then say, okay, we can't do a redo in a moment when our kids are dysregulated. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of parents say. Well, I tried to do a redo when they were sassy, but they wouldn't do it. And I'm like, well, if they won't do it, chances are they're not regulated enough to do mm-hmm. it, and you might need to come yeah. back later. And another thing, I think when you're talking about families that have kids that are, that's just kind of their, their normal tone. They're, everything they say seems to be sassy. Mm-hmm. I think back to um, a comment that Darren Jones made at an ETC conference several years ago. He said that the, um, oh, I'm going to mess this up. The degree, the intensity of your response needs to match the intensity of the behavior. Yes. There you go. I'm sorry. I was drawing a blank on this, but, but yeah, basically as much as your kids are having this behavior. So if your kids are sassy all day long, then you're proactively using strategies Mm -hmm. all day long to help meet the needs. Right. So if this is just an every once in a while, your kids are sassy and say stuff, then usually a redo is going to get to fix that. Mm-hmm. But if this is, there's that one particular child that this is their go-to way of speaking to you, then you're going to need to use some proactive strategies. So maybe you're teaching outside the moment. Maybe you're getting some puppets mm. and you're acting it out. And I know people are probably going, yeah, this is my teenager. They're not going to do puppets, <laughs> but even teenagers will do puppets. If you make it silly and goofy and funny and say, Hey, we need to practice something. And the whole family is going to do it. Not just this one kid. Mm. We're going to all practice it and we're going to practice showing no respect. And then we're going to practice showing respect. And so showing them what, respect looks like and showing, you know, them this example of both and switching roles even and letting the kid be the parent and the parent be the kid. Mm, they love and that. Yeah, they love that. And doing it in a really playful and funny way can help them see because oftentimes I think our kids don't realize how they're speaking to us. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize like the other day one of ours was had this really just awful look on their face. Right. And we just knew they didn't really understand. And so Ryan pulled out his phone and just turned it to selfie mode and show this kid. They were like, Whoa, you know, we were, it it was just, they had no idea that they were making such an awful face. Mm. And so I think the same is true with words. I think sometimes our kids don't really realize how it comes across. And so then when you say something to them, they think that that it, they were saying it in a normal voice or that they weren't being disrespectful or sassy. And so sometimes letting them hear the way they say it Hmm. is, it is, you know, saying this is how it came across in a playful way, like using puppets or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's worthwhile to note that um, it's not just the kids. It's not just the children who sound better to themselves than what they do when it's coming out their mouth. Right. Like, um, like I've heard myself say something 
I thought, right, oh, that there was nothing behind that, and people reacted kind of poorly to it. Then I listened to it. I'm like, yeah, I would have reacted poorly to that <laughs> yeah. as well if I had heard that. So, um, <clears throat> the frequency and intensity of behavior dictates the frequency and intensity of response. That's was the, the quote one. you're looking for? That was what I was looking for. And the reason that that is so memorable is because we actually did an episode of that in January of 2017. So we will include that in the show notes so people can go back and listen to that again. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things when I hear parents saying they do this all the time and I'm like, and what are you doing all the time to help them? Are you responding with the same frequency, intensity and duration? And that's hard to do, especially when you have a lot of kids with a lot of needs. But I think when you've got, if you're, if you're saying that this is really a problem for you and that my kid being sassy is really a trigger for me and it sends me to getting really mad and getting really frustrated if we're saying that, then we need to make sure that we're proactively addressing this. Right. And we can't proactively address every single thing that our kids are doing, right? So if we've got several things, pick the thing that's highest on your priority. If sassy talk is highest on your priority, then I would say, then pick that to work on and say, we're going to work on our connection mm. proactively. We're going to work on n- showing respect and maybe we're playing the game of, you know, right way, wrong way, where we mm-hmm. do it the wrong way, then we do it the right way and make it, make it fun. But we're, we're proactively practicing this with the same intensity, frequency, and duration yeah. as I, it's happening. Because I think sometimes we forget that um, one of the goals here is self-regulation. Right. Absolutely. And if we, <clears throat> but what we also forget, and when I say we, I mean me, um, what I forget is that the children cannot self-regulate themselves. A normal developing child has to be other-regulated, co-regulated before they can be self-regulated. Mm. And it's that co-regulation piece that's sometimes hard because that's when you really are, you're not, you move from like actively teaching them to like actively mentoring them. Yeah. And and that's part of that modeling. That's part of, you know, I think a real mentoring relationship isn't, you know, we sit down at one o'clock every Wednesday. That's not a mentoring relationship. That's a therapy appointment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's part of the ebb, ebb and flow of life. And I think sometimes we forget that parenting is a leadership exercise. We forget that parenting is a mentoring exercise. Mm-hmm. We think that parenting is a enforcing the rules exercise. And our kids don't need that because of the goal of self-regulation, then I have to have create an environment where they feel safe and, and I have to create a relationship where they really feel connected to me. And if I don't have those two things, um, the self-regulation is never going to come. And I think part of creating that environment of felt safety for me is letting them know that their thoughts have value. Right. And it's okay to say those things. Um, it's okay to have feelings. Like our kids, you know, we tell them all the time, it's okay to be mad. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be frustrated. But what's not okay is to be unkind to people because you're those things. You have to learn how to process those feelings and still be able to interact in a somewhat decent level with your siblings and your yeah. parents. So, you know, that's kind of how we, we try to address it at our house. Um, one of the things we also did is, you know, fortunately, my children do still think that stupid's a bad word. And so um, a, a couple of years ago, I said to them, you know, if you ask for permission, it's like, it's like the yes jar of language. Mm-hmm. If you ask for permission to say a bad word, we'll say yes. Uh, not all the time. And so, say, and so now they, for the most part, don't say unkind words to each other because they'll come and say, can I say a bad word? I'm like, you sure, baby. That is so stupid. <laughs> I'm like, awesome, good, bad word. And off they go, you know, because they know 
um, they know that it's kind of a fun game in our house and, and it's almost like they're going to say stupid if they want to, but because it's almost a game at our house, they kind of enjoy playing the game and all of them will say, can I say a bad word? <laughs> like, of course. And it's usually um, stupid or something like that. But what we've learned is if our son, our youngest <laughs> son says, may I say an inappropriate <laughs> word? Always say no. <laughs> always say no. <laughs> I thought he was just using inappropriate and bad as synonyms. Yeah. Turns out no. he was not. He was not. Nope. No, no, he wasn't. <laughs> you know, something you said there about um, we have to remember that, you know, parenting's a mentoring and leadership exercise yeah. is that you have to take that long view. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know that, you know, you have a teenager, like we have two teenagers and we have one and you know what a, a pain in the rump that they can be sometimes. It just kind of comes with the territory of being rump a teenager. Rump is the word I was thinking. <laughs> right. But this is a family-friendly podcast. But so that's the word I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, tonight, tonight was a great night with a teenager. Um, I, I was single dad for the evening. My wife had a, a function she had to be at. And he was very helpful. And he, he wasn't fighting with either one of his brothers. And... Yeah. Uh, after they went to bed, uh, you know, he showered and he came back downstairs and he took care of the dog without us having to get on to him about it. And I was getting Christmas cards uh, ready to go out and he sat down with me and started helping me stuff envelopes and put mm. stamps on. And yeah, he was helpful. I was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It was awesome. So, uh, yeah, you know, those moments do happen yeah. in, in case you haven't had those moments yet. You know, you, you got to take that long view yeah. that. Absolutely. If we keep working on the things we've been talking about, that you, you, then you get moments like this and you realize that, oh, they are listening. It is sinking in. Yes. yes. Yeah. Amen. We know that several of you out there have had a question about the sassy talk in one fashion or another, and we hope we've helped out with that. If you have a question for us that will fit into 280 characters, you can tweet it to us at One Big Happy Home. If you require a bit more room, you can email us at info at onebighappyhome.com. We have a Facebook group just for podcast listeners. Search for the Empowered Parent Podcast Community. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or on the Google Play Store. Just search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you have enjoyed and gotten value from the show, we would appreciate a review in either location. The Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping parents of foster and adopted kids through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thanks for listening. 